turned around one way, sorry. Oh, that'll <laughs> help. Yeah. He was basically saying, like, evangelicals are, are, uh, are, uh, after 2016, like, as a group, evangelicals are no longer to be trusted, period. Of course. Just, yeah. just, period. Yeah. Like, you can still say like, yeah, my my evangelical parents are really great people, mm-hmm. but as a group, like America has seen that evangelicals are kind of bad people. Yeah, <laughs> I hope America has seen that. I don't know. I'm probably not. They probably haven't. It's a it's they, a it's a they, big country. We... Yeah, it's a big country. <sighs> Put on your cotton dress We're going to town like this The old man's gone where we'll follow her along So put on your cotton dress Hello heathens, welcome to the show Welcome to this really great, really, really great conversation with Matt Heck He's uh, an old friend and then kind of a new friend again. We lost touch for about a decade, and I ran into him at a music festival where he was playing. Uh, He's a singer-songwriter and just an amazing dude. Uh, I would really love it if you would take a minute to check out his music after the show's over. You're listening to some of his music right now. Um, His album is called Late Bloomer. You can find him at mattheck.com, and that's... Heck is spelled H-A-E-C-K. Uh, I'll put links in the show notes and that kind of thing. So uh, really support him if you can. He's he's a phenomenal songwriter. I absolutely love the album. Um, and you're going to get to hear some of his music interspersed throughout this conversation. So enjoy that. Enjoy what he had to say. I think he's uh, just one of the most uh, authentic honest dudes and I'm just I'm grateful that we got the time together so with no further ado enjoy this conversation with Matt Heck conversations for the godless. I'm Matthew Blake. Welcome to Heathen. We should be nice to those we don't like. When you're afraid, be smart and be brave. Most spiders won't hurt you, though some of them will. Just check for a recluse neath your windowsill. That old daddy long legs, he means. But I would think twice about messing with a little red fiddle 
Just cause we're bigger and just cause they're small Bigger's not better nor worse, not at all Most spiders won't hurt you Though some of them will Just check for a recluse Neath your windowsill Uh, wait, what key are we in? <laughs> <laughs> that old daddy long legs He means you no ill But I would think twice about messing with a little red fiddle <laughs> okay that's all I'm gonna do that's a that's a kid song slash be nice to people is also appropriate for adults yeah <laughs> and all and being nice to spiders is also appropriate for uh, we may have an issue there. <laughs> They're all over this house, by the way. Fuck you, spiders. Yep. Fuck you. Okay, back to the podcast. Back to the podcast. That's Matt Heck. <laughs> Heathens. Um, dude. Heathens. Heathens. Is yeah. that what we're going with? Like, fuck, like... I say hello, Heathens. Like, what yeah. the fuckers in, on, on Merit's podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, what the fuckers. They're all, the they're all fuckers. On, on, uh, weirdos poems. on You Made It Weird. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're just heathens. Heathens. Yeah. Dude. I like it. Thank you for coming to my house. Yeah, today. man. <laughs> <laughs> we're like almost ships in the night. Uh, I, just I got, know. I just got in from Denver. You and, are, and you're just about to leave San Diego. Prior to last summer, I hadn't seen you in almost a decade. Yeah, a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. We, uh, I think we met at a coffee shop way up in. I, did, uh, I was going to ask Carmel you. Valley, right? Like, which one? one of those little, I can't remember what it was called. It's a strip mall. I remember where it is. Was it Hot Java? That's it. Did, I think that was where I met did you. Did you know Hot Rod? Yeah. Oh, man. Did he, did I know him? Did he pass? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. He did. He did. He passed away like, mm. uh, I want to say like a, two or three years ago or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He get, he gave me, Hot Rod Harris gave me my first gig, my first show <laughs> in public. That's awesome. Uh, he, yeah. Uh, he ran that, he ran that um, open mic, open mic at Hot Java. <laughs> it's so funny that we're talking wow. about this. And um, I think I went like one or two times and then like, you know, shaking in my boots i went up to him and was like what does a person have to do to get a show <laughs> and he was like i'll book you a show he's a good man yeah that's yeah. fantastic dude yeah so yeah a decade uh are you yeah. from san diego no 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 i so i moved here to go to seminary right yeah she did um i moved here with my wife at the time mm-hmm. from this is like four inches. I'm going to go back to six inches. Here we go. Yeah, you're looking good. Okay. <laughs> I moved here with my wife at the time um, to go to seminary from Pennsylvania, where we had both been in Bible college. Where'd you go? <laughs> at the time, it was called Baptist Bible College Okay. in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, beautiful. And now 
well, Clark Summit, Pennsylvania. And now it's called Summit University, which is so much more palatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm so glad that they changed it because, you know, if I'm putting, if I have to put it down on, put down on a resume or something like that resume, <laughs> if I were to have a resume, yeah. um, <laughs> it would now say Summit University instead of Baptist Bible Baptist College. Bible. Mm. Um, so we came out here. So I could go to seminary. I was working on a Master of Divinity, and I did. I did. I guess I was. I, I did. I did two years. I did a year and a half full time. Decided to quit because I wanted to do music, but yeah. like I think I had like, like one, there was one class the next semester that I wanted to take, and I wanted to finish off my Greek and Hebrew. So like I did a part time semester after that. So I was two years in seminary, mm. and. Uh, and then I was like, fuck this. Uh, I think it was like the next semester I was going to have to start taking actual preaching classes where I was going to have to preach. Yeah. And there was something deep inside that was like, dude, nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Not You're gonna not going to get up in front of people and tell them what to think and do and believe. But you can get in front of them and, uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Let them decide yeah. what they want to think and do and believe based yeah. on whatever is that what like wh- what is what is your music to you then is it like- i don't know if it's <laughs> hmm it's an, i don't know if it's part of that conversation yeah it's uh well you know i think there's been a progression because at the time i was still a christian mm-hmm. and i mean still very much consider myself one. But I was very like out I was very outspokenly against Christian music yeah. when I started playing music. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well we were uh we what little bond we had it was over Derek Webb. I remember okay. like, that was that was the uh <laughs> which is fine. We should get into that. Yeah we should uh, a little what bit he's too. doing too, yeah. Yeah. Have we talked about? No. Okay. Because he and I've been hanging out a little bit. Have you? In back back in Nashville and uh we have had some really interesting conversations awesome um oh yeah so yeah no I was uh it just but at the same time if you look back at that stuff that I was anything that I was doing back then it Mm -hmm. was uh there's still a very preachy element to it (laughs) I mean like I, I made my first my first cd which I pretend doesn't exist so don't go looking people um (laughs) And I sent it, and I was trying to make it, like, not a Christian album or whatever, but, like, I sent it around to a handful of people. Like, if I look at it now, if I listen to it now, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so, like, religious-y sounding. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think so at the time. But I sent it to, like, a couple of people, one of whom, like I said, I was still in that world, one of whom was Fernando Ortega. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) he, like... Um, wrote back so he was so nice and so encouraging. Um, but I believe there was one song that he picked out that he was like, This is kind of preachy and kind of off putting. Fernando <laughs> Ortega it, told you, but in such a wow. nice way. That's in really cool. Such is, yeah, because like he sings worship songs, yeah. basically. Yeah. That's all he Hymns, does. Yeah, like, yeah, and he was like, This is a little preachy. I guess he understood the context or something yeah. that I was not trying to be preachy. Um, you knew what you were so yeah all that is to say like no i don't want i'm trying like i the more time goes by the more i realize i'm trying to 
not just get away from like the content of Christianity, but the methods hmm. too. So I don't want to be. I don't want to be an artist who's got like some message to shove down your throat or some axe to grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, To me, that's just the same thing all over again. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Is it therapy for you? Music? Yeah. Is it just, is it pretty internal? I don't, (laughs) like, I think most of the time I would want to answer that question. No. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure what that is. Probably some, has something to do with like my professional drives yeah. and ambitions regarding it. Like I want to be the type of songwriter who gets up every morning and does it because it's my job. Mm-hmm. Like because it's what I do and yeah. it's what I've committed to. Yeah. Gotcha. But like having just gone through like a pre- like a pretty significant period, or I'm probably somewhat still in it of not doing any music intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I canceled a bunch of gigs. Hmm. Um, I moved away from Nashville. Um, yeah, so I mean, having kind of just gone through that and, and, and just very intentionally like not opening my guitar case, not definitely not trying to write a song. And then I did this songwriter retreat thing this weekend mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, you know what asshole? Like, <laughs> um, I'm I'm building a studio and starting a production company. So like it's not valid anymore for me to like say to like run away from writing. So so I just did it yeah. anyway. Yeah. And it was actually quite therapeutic this, huh. this past weekend. That's awesome. I got a lot of stuff out. I mean as you're as you're talking about uh methods, yeah, I'm realizing like even as you're saying this that I I have I am still clinging to so many methods uh, in my songwriting now, which is, you know, I mean, I haven't talked about it yet on the podcast. I'm in a, a duo, girl, boy, very, mm-hmm. we, we call ourselves like, just like queer folk hop. Um, <laughs> and I preach all the time. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum, obviously, yeah. but that's, I preach all the time in yeah. those songs. That's why I got off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you were so eloquent on Facebook, <laughs> but I was a preacher. I'm trying not to be a preacher. You were the, uh, you were the like the one guy on Facebook that I would, I, I mean, always like yes, yes, yes. And then I'd be like, damn, like he went even further than I would have gone. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, I got myself into trouble. I think a bit. I don't know. I'm. I, you can only. But you can only stir the pot for so long, mm-hmm. you know. You can only agitate for so long. I agree. Before it's just sort of like, okay, yeah, but what about like just hanging out with people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like just being people? Yeah. I mean, that is literally why I'm here right now. I mean, that's yeah. why we're, that's why we're doing this. Yeah. I, I, I got so fed up and so yeah. sick and tired of, yeah, having to have a voice or yeah. whatever. Like, I just wanted to hash this stuff out with people like find your worst like trump advers trump voting adversary and and be like let's go to disneyland mm. i said yesterday it just yeah. came to me like no, if I, you were I to absolutely. just do something completely you would we would all have these moments of like oh fuck i hate this person and yet like here we are yep. having the same experience just yep. normal normal ass human experience mm-hmm. and enjoying 
it and enjoying each other. Yeah. What do we do with that? <laughs> no. What did you What did you say yesterday? Uh oh! I was just I I literally had this conversation yesterday with somebody too. I said oh, I just uh, I just want to uh, have uh, the conversation uh, with like the person <laughs> like the the person who is um, as sincere as I am, you know, in mm. their in their. Uh, I, I mean, I yeah. <laughs> I, even I called them all Trump humpers for so even long. if they're like, wrong. <laughs> yeah, even if they're wrong. But as as sincere as I am, and I want to talk to that person, like like yeah, just let's let's find out there how, are people, how far down we have to go to yeah. get to the, the baseline that we can both you know. There are people who are serious in that camp without being sincere that you can't have that. Yeah. Conversation. Like you couldn't have, you couldn't sit down and have a productive conversation with Richard Spencer. You couldn't. No. We've seen those. You've probably seen those interviews. Yeah. Like there's no sincerity at all in what that mm-hmm. guy said. Like, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that guy has considered on anywhere deeper than an intellectual level, the shit that he's saying. Yeah. So, yeah, there are those people who are very serious about their side of things. But yes, they are. God. You would never be able to have like no. a human to human interaction. But I, but I know. But that's the that's those are those are the exceptions. Exactly. Most of these people are just. I hate to say it, <laughs> they're just people like you yeah. and me. Like ninety five percent of their day and their life is mm-hmm. identical. Yep, it's to doing people what we do. Like us. Uh, whatever that means yeah and it's so it's so stupid actually for me to say like i just want to talk to that person because i I don't well but i know (laughs) i'm saying like it would not be hard for me i know those people like i've got that they're in my family totally not hard they're yeah but but like but i still kind of choose not to so yeah same same when you're on your knees begging jesus please i'd roll a joint I'd roll a joint When you're all alone When you're not all alone I'd roll a joint I'd roll a joint That's all I got. <laughs> that was not for real. Well, okay, let's just go. Let's, tell me, tell me about, because I don't know you super well. We hung, out, we hung out yeah. in San Diego yeah. in the coffee, coffee houses for a minute. So tell me, I, I do know, you said Garb, Garb Baptist. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was your... General Association of Regular Baptist Churches, which Re- is what so weird because, uh, what's her name? Your first Leanne. guest? Leanne. Yeah, Leanne. The first yeah, episode one, yeah. yeah. Uh, was also. Yeah. Uh, did she grow up here in this area? No. Uh, do you know where? M- Midwest. In the, okay, because yeah. it's big in the Midwest. Okay. GRB is big in the Midwest. What does regular... <laughs> big is like, but big is a relative term, right? Because yeah. this is like, we're... Just, we're talking about an extreme minority of, well, minority of of majority type people. Yeah, yeah majority, <laughs> um, same, same with me. Yeah. The, in the in terms of that labeling, it's a very small group. But uh, what's the? I don't. Know, we'll okay, so let me see. Let me see. Um, I mean, I, I assume that if people are listening to this, there's a good chance that they've got some Christian or theological or something or other background. So safe bet. Um, hopefully I can, hopefully I can remember these, uh, Christianese words and hopefully they don't go over people's heads. Uh, if, if you have that background, they shouldn't. But, uh, so like garb churches are, well, they're obviously Baptist, but probably know there's a lot of different types of Baptists. Mm -hmm. Um, they are, 
they are dispensational, mm-hmm. um, which is like pretty much an American theological invention. It's where it's where it's the system out of which we got the Left Behind series. Yeah. Um, which I God, I hope some old dispensational friends of mine are listening to this. You guys, that's it's that stuff is like serious bullshit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just take a step, like a tiny step outside, and you'll be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Why am I? Okay. Um, dispensational, so that's where you get the whole, like, rapture shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that system of theology didn't exist beyond, like, 200, 250 years ago. Right. It was invented, right. invented by a guy called Darby. I think it was Darby. I think you're right. Um and they tend to be like the Bob Jones type mm-hmm. of of fundamentalist conservative people. Yeah. I knew a lot of people who went to Bob Jones, who went to Pensacola Christian Academy or whatever. Yeah, um, those are like the places where no dancing is a given. Right, right, but That's... like no, like women can't wear pants. Right. I mean, the school I went to, women were allowed to wear pants. After Thanksgiving and and until spring break or some shit like that, mm. um, so during the cold months, yeah. Um, but they were they 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 got that special dispensation. Uh, my sophomore year, I think. Really. So two thousand two is when welcome women were the, finally allowed to wear pants during the, the winter, the just during the winter. Yeah. Um, Bob Jones had separate sidewalks at one point, right? Bob Jones probably is still pantsy like that. Yeah. Um, skirty. Uh, I believe, I believe it was Pensacola that had the separate sidewalks. I remember hearing that about that place, but I wouldn't be surprised if Bob Jones did. Yeah. I had a high school teacher who went there and that's where I'm thinking I I heard the separate sidewalk story from. It could uh, be. I mean, like they're extreme. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, what, the shit that goes along with all of that, which is like extreme shaming mm-hmm. and, you know, like there's all kinds of psychological yes. stuff that goes along with that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. We were almost <clears throat> there and my upbringing was almost that, that drastic. Not quite. Yeah. Not quite. But. I mean, we, like my family personally, we weren't allowed to go to the theater, but yeah. like, I don't think we ever had. Maybe, like, my sisters wore skirts most of the time because yeah. it was a cultural thing, but I don't think my parents were ever that stupid <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to, like, think that, I don't know, yeah, what no. I still don't know the reason for that shit, like, to think that, mm, I don't know, somehow it was sinful to wear pants right. if you were a woman. Like, right. I just... <laughs> but that's the general... Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think uh, Bob Jones is garb either, but it's that type. It's, it's the very fundamentalist. Okay. Um trying to think like what else you know they tend until the last 10 or 15 years they tend to be hymn singers Mm -hmm. you know like i think they got into the praise and worship. i know they did because i was a praise and worship guy (laughs) uh you know so that's edgy for garb churches edgy is is singing praise and worship and definitely edgy is having like guitars and basses and drums in their music yeah that's very edgy okay yeah my church Uh, stills uh piano only Really? Yeah, and that's the only form of expression a woman can have <laughs> during the services is playing the piano. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 
Totally. My she mom can't even wears... lead the singing. Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. My mom still wears the head covering. All the, all oh, the, really? All the women do. Wait, yeah. what, what is your background? It's called Plymouth Brethren. Okay. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't call it. Is that it. similar to Mennonite? Yeah. Uh, similar. Yeah, there's like, there's like roots in Quakerism. But Quakerism. But, we, and... but we've lost the whole equality thing. Because Quakers are kind of awesome. Yeah. Right? Some of them are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Mennonites can be too. Yeah. Like they're... Yeah, we had a Mennonite at, at, a, at my Christian school, actually. Huh. She, I think she's now a uh, like a Christian romance novelist. Really? I know she. I know she's a writer, and my mom has read her books. Christian I'm romance. I'm pretty sure it's like really... the you know Danielle Steele kind of stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> I need to look it up. Actually, that'd be good to know. Christian romance is so <laughs> bad. <laughs> um, what is the? <laughs> what do you even do in the book? Gosh. Well, <laughs> um, it's it, it'll cert- I'll tell you this. We had that shit laying around my house because my mom likes to read Christian romance. Yeah. So I did read a lot of Christian romance. Really? It just happened to because my mom got into these different series of books. So there'd be like just tons of them. And they read, like you can read, you know, a thick ass yeah. book in an afternoon with that shit. It's so <laughs> simple and easy. So I read a lot of it. And I think that reading that shit definitely set me up to be overly sentimental, mm-hmm. to like have really wrong ideas about love and especially falling in love, yeah. even post Christianity. Like, um, I'm way, I'm way too at times. I'm way too romantic, like to the sense of, to the you know, to to, to the point of, of like, we're really getting far afield now. To the point of, uh, <laughs> um, it all belongs being unrealistic, right? Yeah. Okay, where, why are we talking about I don't know Christian romance novels? I read that shit. It's terrible. Don't read it. People. I don't think I did. Yeah, so I'm glad I missed that. I had my own issues with romance, but we, we, <laughs> we, we don't need to go there either. Maybe we should. Well, at maybe some point. maybe we, we've got time left uh, in the podcast. Okay, so garb. <laughs> what are we talking about? Seminary. Garb, seminary. And then you. And then yeah, you broke off. It was music next. Well, I was probably still going to seminary when I met you. Probably. I think. I think I you just were. Quit, maybe. Yeah. But it was all of that. It was when I started playing music and coming down into San Diego mm-hmm. to play shows by myself. Like I'm meeting people outside of the bubble for the first time in my life literally like I'm developing a circle and a community outside of the bubble yeah for the first time ever yeah because I went from home and church to Bible college and marriage and friends that fit into that totally framework to seminary and still marriage and friends that fit into that framework yeah and church and being, you know, essentially a music pastor. I was like an intern, mm-hmm. uh, pastoral intern <laughs> in charge of that stuff to just, just, just being in a bar around normal ass people. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I ever crossed a line where I was outside the bubble. I just felt like my bubble has expanded. Just constantly expanded. Man, that's so great. I well, feel like that's great <laughs> because I popped the bubble, you yeah, know? Yeah. I took a fuck it. I didn't take a pin to it. I took a sword to the bubble. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I don't mind that. I, <laughs> I think I think that would have... I regret it at times. We can we'll get into that, too. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I definitely had that period of time, and you probably have some understanding mm-hmm. of this, of, like, being 
just really resentful towards the whole thing, yeah, the bubble, of course, and all of and everything that went along with it. Do you and feel like you have a lot of burn bridges? Like I feel like I have a lot of burn bridges. I probably have less than I actually think, though, yeah. because my tendency is to just decide in my mind that the bridge is burned mm-hmm. when really nothing has happened. I just stop talking to this person or or whatever, yeah, or this community, yeah. Nothing really necessarily happened. Yeah, to... I know. I, I think I created things that, you know, yeah. in my mind that happened that probably didn't. You're right. Um, I create all kinds of problems in my head <laughs> that don't exist. Um, yeah, I uh, I mean, I got I, I fired. To, I don't know if you can get fired from a, something you weren't technically paid for, but mm. <laughs> but definitely... Like, got fired, was asked to resign another time. Um, mm. I mean, when was the church I started? You know, I moved, I moved oh, to San Diego. Yeah. yeah. City Walk? City Walk, yeah. Oh, my God. How did I remember that? I don't that? fucking know how you remember that. Wow. You must have, <laughs> you must have really been a, trying to evangelize me, because <laughs> I, I remember. You. <laughs> uh, did we have you? You came. Didn't you did come? Did I? I think you led worship for us in my, like, I, when really? I. Really? Yeah. I had to, you know, I was gone a weekend or whatever. That's how you know. Maybe I feel like I that feel would like surprise yeah, me yeah. because I was a, quite the purist back then. Yeah, downtown about my at that time at that point Presbyterianism. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> like uh, I probably I'm sure at that I'm sure when we met because I was still in that world. <laughs> I'm sure that I'd probably at least a little bit judged you and your church <laughs> for like being. Do you, do you remember like do you remember a term called the emergent church? Yes. Okay. Totally. It, were you in that we, movement? That, that was that was why we yeah. Okay, absolutely. okay. Because we were super critical of that movement. Really? I say we, but like now it's yeah, they. Yeah, and they. Uh, but I was part of it. Yeah, we like we thought y'all were just fucking heretics. Like Brian McLaren was 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 a yeah. was a byword. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, let alone anti right. <laughs> like fuck that guy. We yeah, thought. those those. I think those guys are probably really good guys. Sorry, sorry, Brian and Nt. Hello, Rob Bell. Jesus. Yeah. I can see clear across Tennessee. You don't even need a TV screen because you're on every channel of my mind. And I can hear your voice when I'm all alone. I don't even need a telephone. I was thinking about this on the way over here. Okay. Um, ritual. Yeah. Because it sounds like you're probably the same, but what I grew up in is so ultra um, pious and like all about this, the personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, but really, it turns out it's a people who define themselves not by any of that, but by what they're not. We are not, we're not Catholic. So we're not this and we're not that. We're not even like Protestant. We're not even like, you know, Episcopal or Presbyterian. This is what I grew up in. Like all, all of the denominations that have like 
any kind of tradition to them, mm-hmm. right? So in America, like people love to talk about how oh we're non-denominational, <laughs> we're accepting and inviting of everybody, and we don't have all these weird rituals and traditions. Come as you are, yeah. like whatever. Um, we were very anti anything that smacked of high church or tradition or yeah. ritual or anything like that. Yeah, and it much so. turns out, for me at least, on this side of things, uh, that was that's the only shit that I see as having any value at all now. That's fascinating. Um, like sp- anything specific? Like, um, th- like, do you engage in anything? Okay, like, so last night, yeah, um, last night. My buddy Dave um, was like, I, I, I was crashing with him. I've been down in San Diego for a couple of days, and he uh, is also a musician. And he was like, "Hey, I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm heading out. I'm going to um, gospel choir." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going. It's gospel choir practice. I'm. It's a thing that I do. I love it." And I was like, "That sounds amazing." He was like, "You want to go with? It's totally open. You can just come." And it was it was at a black church. Nice. It was and it was a just normal yeah. like full on gospel choir practice. That's awesome. And uh, and we went and I went with them mm-hmm. and we were singing about Jesus and all of this stuff and like, um, and I've been in some situations before where you know either singing or like hearing a liturgy read or something like that. Um, really, as someone who is convinced that Christianity is not true. Uh, at least in the way that I was taught. Yeah. Um, I can experience those things and I definitely feel something. I definitely miss something, you know, singing, singing is maybe the most powerful thing. Yeah. Uh, I could, I mean, if, if, if I was to walk into, um, 10th Presbyterian church in Philadelphia on Sunday and, uh, they started singing, I don't know how great fortress. thou art. A mighty fortress, because mm-hmm. they probably would. That's a very Presbyterianish yeah. song. Uh, and they started singing "A Mighty Fortress." I would probably lose my shit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I do. Know. And uh, and and then you know, just like the ritual, more of the ritual part of things. You know, the the stuff that's been most healthy for me in life since then has been the rituals that I've found, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't do any, any ritual very well or very consistently, but like, you know, at the times of my life when I've been into yoga, it's, it's more the ritual of doing that, um, as a practice regularly and, and going through these motions that, you know, evangelicals would consider, meaningless in themselves Mm -hmm. but like deciding to put my own meaning into it and you know a lot of the meaning comes from the the practice the regular doing of one of something over and over and over again with commitment with Mm. with intention yeah um and there's a lot of that in like high church yes you know uh maybe and maybe like even elsewhere like i felt at the gospel choir practice i felt like that was you know a practice for a lot of those people and given the openness and that I felt while there were some people expressing like pious worship of Jesus or whatever, like Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that was 
I felt accepted and I didn't feel like that was what it was necessarily about or supposed to be about for each individual, for, for yeah. each person. Yeah. Um, but that it was some kind of, you know, spiritual practice for people. Yeah. Spiritual is a, you know, a troublesome word, yeah. but you know what I mean? No, I do. The, I mean, the music is the only thing for me at this point that mm. I still do. I, we, we've t- actually with several people on this podcast, we've talked about those, the feelings of nostalgia and the fondness um, <laughs> and how to, how to like, how, <laughs> how to know what you're feeling, right? Like, mm. are you just feeling something that was warm and fuzzy from your childhood or, yeah. Or something more. And, um, and <laughs> like I, when you hear that Twyla Paris song, <laughs> what happens oh, inside Twyla. of you? Oh, God man. is in control. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. That was a, that was a dove, dove award winner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we were allowed to listen to that. We weren't allowed to listen to a lot of Christian rock. Yeah. 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 Anybody who had a scandal like Michael English Mm-mm. or, uh, no, 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 no. It wasn't even about the scandal. Although we weren't allowed to listen to Amy Grant for those obvious reasons. Of course. Uh, I, I know you have a thing for Amy Grant. You know it. Um, Come be on my podcast, Amy. But scandal. No, no, no. It was more about the beat. <laughs> really? <laughs> so my brother went to a college much like the one I went to, Appalachian Bible College it was called. And I remember one of their rules, because, you know, at some point you got to, if you're going to say like no rock music, you got to define that mm-hmm. if you want to get serious about this rule. <laughs> like so actual, the rule was actually tempo. not no rock music. It was... No music with a syncopated beat. Wow. Which, if you're a musician, you know that syncopation is just a, a, a thing that happens in music. If you don't want it, syncopation, every beat has to land on the beat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is super boring. It's and incredibly boring. Kind of. And it's a lot of EDM. I guess it means, well, uh-huh. yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I guess that you could it's actually translate. <laughs> yeah. Or a mighty fortress is our god. Mm-hmm. There uh, you go. <laughs> yeah, Clay Cross. Did you you know that that name? He, no. he was just an artist, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but he sang like soul and gospel on his first two albums, and then he kind of went rock on his third one. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was my first concert. Like he was my, I well, I had a crush on him to be quite uh-huh. honest. Uh huh. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fortunately, my mom didn't know that either. Um, but did he ever find out? No, he didn't. Yeah. No, he had his he had his own scandal. Oh, porn. He he like. Oh my. Well, I know he came out as as struggling with porn and like started a ministry with his wife. Yeah, I think they're still doing it. I don't even know. He's he's a he, I, he's a worship pastor in Nashville. What, what what kind of porn, Clay? Yeah, let's hear about it. Let's hear about it. Um, what? let's get real. Scandalous. Give me URLs. Uh, <laughs> search terms. Yeah, but that third the porn third album. <laughs> <laughs> porn for Jesus. Um, oh. <laughs> That's. I mean, there's probably Jesus porn out there. I, like, yeah, role I'm, play. I'm, I'm not going to Google that one, but you're probably right. <laughs> Somebody's gonna. Somebody is right now. <laughs> Searches are spiking right now. Um, no, that third album though, we put it in in the car, and my mom turned to me and said, "Why do you like this?" And, oh. and yeah, she had to find. But out. knowing that this is somebody that you've listened to for a while, yeah, yeah. that she's been aware of, she that him. she's been okay with. Oh, totally. Yeah, she knew he was my first concert. Like I said. Oh wait, so did she yeah. ask that because she knew you had a crush on him, or no, because no, no, no. the rock no, because music? Of, because the yeah, it was different than what he had been singing before, so she had to figure out why I. Was she okay I, with it, or did she ban it? Uh, she did not ban it. Okay, my mom's pretty good. Um, we we did we did have to turn off Amy Grant, uh, uh, House of Love. 
I think that was the album I had to turn on yeah. because Christmas that year fell on a Sunday. So we're on our way to church. I had just opened our, you know, opened the presents and I had Amy Grant's new album and we put it in and immediately mom was like, this is not about Jesus. <gasps> turn it off. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I can't even get that mad. stuff was, that, that stuff was definitely in our sphere. My, my mom could be reasoned with though. Like she's sure. Sure. She's smart. Um, yeah. And parents, and parents keep growing up too. They do. I, they do, man. You know, oh. my, my, what? so music, my, I, I had, um, at one point I had a stash in my bottom drawer of my dresser <laughs> and it was high school or this is like freshman year. Okay. I had DC talk, Jesus freak, of course. Yes. And probably like another one. Um, I did. I had free at last, which mm. is classic as well. Um, Audio Adrenaline. Yeah. Bloom. Bloom. Yeah. Which was their... They sucked after that. <laughs> Bloom is a great record. I still love that record. Man. <laughs> the guitar like, work on that record is yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, you had some news And voice. the vote... I, I wish that... I wish that, like, some, some of the people from Christian bands uh-huh. would have just gotten into normal music. Yeah. Normal bands. Yeah. Because they were... I, there were a few people who... Anyway, who were doing some really great stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, some Christian stuff. But also in that stash, I had um, Adam Sandler's "What the Hell Happened to Me," <laughs> um, which ha- I mean, he some of the jokes in there are just like there's one about uh, somebody who I think is a goat fucker oh, or nice. something like that's one of the jokes. <laughs> and my my I came home. Were you and, hiding these CDs like in the cases, or it was just jewel cases under my jeans? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I came home and went to like look for those CDs one day and they were gone and you know mm-hmm. you just have that moment of yep. sinking dread yeah. in your stomach and I was just like oh fuck and then and then the further realization because I'm not supposed to listen to Christian rock but then the further realization that they had the Adam Sandler <laughs> and I was like oh no <laughs> like I know that they're gonna listen to this yes you know? dude you and- just you just made me remember something <laughs> I'm tripping I'm absolutely tripping out on right now. I, um, I tore a page out of the magazine. It was a dude. Okay. Uh, it was like a cologne ad. He was naked, you know, uh-huh. side butt or whatever. But like an acceptable magazine? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, oh. you know, so it was where my mom got her hair done. I was just oh, waiting for my okay. mom to get That's done. That's why I'm you tore flipping, it out. Yeah, flipping through. I was like, you should have just left it in the magazine and, t- and had the yeah. whole magazine. No, no, because actually, no, the magazine would not have been acceptable. It was probably oh, Cosmo okay. or something, and that would not have been <laughs> acceptable in our house. So I tore it out while my mom's getting her hair done at the salon. That thing was my, it, I had it for probably years. Probably oh, like that was your two years. whole spank bank? That was it. <laughs> oh and do you know man, what, you know and it no, this reminds is, this me is of crazy though too. because I put it in uh my stuffed animal which had a hole in it. <laughs> Philip was his name, Philip the blue dog. Stuff, Wait, you stuffed it, your stuffed no, animal no, 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 no. with I put the paper. I did I not mean, put you, my dick in a stuffed animal. But I mean you the paper <laughs> yeah, was yeah, the, the paper dick. I, I yes. <laughs> Come on. Wait, where was the hole? Yeah, in his ear. Oh. <laughs> 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 But dude, I came home one day and it was gone. Oh no! And you she just picked reminded... it up and heard it crinkling inside it his head. Or I don't. I... She heard that paper dick crinkling inside his head, and uh, she went, "What is yep, this? What is going and on?" And then you never heard anything. And about I never it. heard a thing. Which and that's worse, why I've never. Which is kind of worse, of right? Because you're like, "Oh my god, they know." We've and never talked about this, we... and I don't know if it was dad or mom. Well, there you're gonna t- 
that they dad, know, dad they, doesn't dad won't listen to this uh they know you know now mom if you'd like to talk about this <laughs> we probably should have a moment oh man um oh man <laughs> i can't believe you just so reminded funny. me of that i haven't thought about i that had i had a stash um Ooh. middle school I, my room was in the basement and there was this weird like old chimney thing behind my dresser that had like I, I think it was literally like it was a cast iron door uh-huh. on a chimney yeah. like there was just like a brick chimney thing in my wall with a cast iron door I don't know if you were supposed to load coal in there at one point <laughs> yeah. and the house but <clears throat> I had I don't trying to remember where I got it from a friend or something, but yeah. like some ripped out pages from a Playboy, uh-huh. you know, so it's soft core. Yeah. Um, Not as soft as my Cosmo ad, but pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty soft. And I had put them in a Ziploc and maybe then in like a, a, like a letter envelope again and put them in this <laughs> super hidden, I don't think anybody even knew it was there, yeah. like door in this chimney thing. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever found it. It's probably still, still there? there unless somebody has moved into that house and then explored yeah. the chimney thing. <laughs> but uh, Which is like if you're moving into a house, like you see that, you're like, I bet there's porn in there. Yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> like, totally. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the, but the, gosh, just going back to the guilt thing. <laughs> I mean, like, uh it's still residual, you know. Like yeah. It's still even. I can still feel. What you feel guilty about? Like nah, I don't think I feel been guilty found about. Out. But I think about that moment when they yeah, found I think your about shit. That moment. Oh, it's so. Yeah. Like, it's one of the most visceral. What, what did they go through? What, what did? What did? Was that? Whoever it was, your mom or your dad? Yeah. Was that like the moment for them? Right. Yeah. Like, they had oh. to know at that point, right? My mom, see, my mom and I have talked about when she knew I was gay. So oh, I don't okay. think I don't think she found it. It must have been. My How dad. old were you when she knew? Um, I was old. I was. Oh, yeah, I wow. was. Uh, You're not old now. I know, right? Me. Yeah, no, I, I was. Um, I would have been twenty. Mm. Um, because okay. I, I had moved back home and I started going to Exodus meetings. Um, Exodus International, ex, mm. uh, the kind of the reparative therapy ex-gay thing. Back home, back home in North Carolina. In North Carolina, yeah. Mm-hmm. Asheville, Asheville, yeah. God, we We could talk about that city. Go ahead. <laughs> it's a good city. <laughs> it is a great um, city. Uh, so she knew something was up. I, did, I obviously I didn't tell her where I was going on those nights, but she knew I was going to some secret meeting. Uh, how, many, how many things could it possibly be? So that was when she, I think. Did she? Did she go? Is, he, is my son an alcoholic? Is he going to <laughs> AA meetings? <laughs> I think it says a lot that probably her. She assumed I w- was gay before I was an alcoholic. So, yeah. No, and I think she. I think she had those assumptions long before. I just think, like me, she probably ne- never let herself. You know, go down that road. Sure. So yeah. Well, and so um, yeah, my dad probably found my porn. That's I'm freaking out about that right now. <laughs> your dad. Okay. Well, <laughs> does your dad does your dad know you're out? Or I mean, oh, does yeah, your dad yeah, know yeah. you're gay? Oh yeah, totally, totally. How long have you Nobody been out to your dad? Um, I actually came out to him before my mom ah. because it was part of it was part of the uh, Exodus okay. process. Like the it's, it wasn't twelve steps, but it was yeah. it was a process and. Um, you have to make amends with your same-sex parent because that's why you're gay, right? <laughs> yeah. So I did that. It was good. We, uh, My dad and I had a 
good thing going for a few years. We're not. I struggle with him now. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? That's why you're gay. Well, that's what that was. The Alan Chambers like and Exodus's belief. Okay. That you 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 had a deficiency in uh, affection from your same sex parent. Wait, as a child. is Exodus a Christian? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> is this like a fix oh, yeah. you? Is this a it's, fix yeah. you thing? It's repar- oh it's, my it's, god. Uh, okay. It's not All reparative right. therapy. What's the other? Um, uh, I, uh, Mike Pence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Conversion. Conversion. Therapy. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's yeah, conversion yeah. therapy. Oh You're trying to be straight. Okay. <gasps> um, yeah. 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 So as part of trying to get straight, yeah, you, you have to, you oh have to make amends with your God. And isn't it okay. crazy that you have oh. to be the one to like, like take that step that you're making amends. <laughs> yeah. I have of... to be the one. <clears throat> right. Yeah. That's so maddening. That's so wrong. It was wrong. Oh my god. Okay, so you come out to your dad, yeah. but it's in it's in a context of like, but I'm trying not to be. Oh gay. yeah. I so was, he's cool about it. Yeah. Every everybody was always. Is he cool about it now that you're accepting of yourself? No, no. When my my first boyfriend that I brought home to meet him, um, he asked that after no no, in front of the my boyfriend like at dinner it was just the three of us. He said you live your lives the way you, you choose, but when you're with me and my family, I expect you to act as friends. So that was the, that was where the, the, the second rift with my dad <sighs> okay. started to happen. So, yeah. you know, we're not great now. I, yeah. We, we talk probably as, but like, couldn't, I mean, if you, if you were straight and you brought, uh, a girl home, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, there could be a way for a parent to be like, it makes me uncomfortable when you show affection to your girlfriend. Mm. So why couldn't it just be like that <laughs> instead of like, instead of act as friends. In- instead of like, go, uh, go, I need you to go above and beyond yeah. to, to like pretend yeah. that you're not gay. Right. Right. is the cry in the throat of mankind. I'll trade you. Respect for the law in your eyes. I see it in yours, cause I see it in mine. And wolf is the cry in my throat, in my mind. Shepherd of many, and butcher of some, will divvy if any got courage to come to kneel at the altar and wait for well done from the shepherd of many and the butcher of some I don't care how secure you think your relationship with God or your where you're going to go when you die is nobody disagrees that like the number one regret, Christian, non-Christian, whatever, on a deathbed has mm. to do with relationships with people. Yeah. Yep. Real. Flesh that's and, flesh real. And people. That's what, for me, that's what all of this comes back to. Yeah. We, we kind of like, okay, so let's, so circling back around and talking about apostasy and that movement yeah. away from belief or the church or whatever for me, it was getting out of the bubble 
discovering real people, discovering gay people, discovering just people different than me Mm -hmm. in my little white Christian bubble Mm -hmm. in real life, in real time. And that's a sticky thing. And it's, and it's, it doesn't reconcile with how I'd been. It just doesn't reconcile with how I'd been taught because I mean, I just started having these moments I'm not even sure they were all necessarily like um, conscious thoughts at first, but like these moments of being around people outside of my bubble and having a real experience or seeing their real, you know, genuine self and realizing, holy shit, there's no way I believe this person is going to hell just mm. for who they are. Yeah. Even on the, even, you know, because like in, in seminary, you know, we were really good at theologizing everything. And it's like, well, no, they're not going to hell because they're gay or because they're whatever. They're going to hell because of original sin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that because most of the best people that I know in the world today and I'm talking people that just put to shame the best Christians I knew growing up in terms of their morality and yeah. their ethics and their compassion and their empathy and the, mm-hmm. just the way they act in the world and treat people. Um, most of the best people that I know are adamantly non-Christian. Yeah. And... Um, Absolutely. Theologize all you want, but at some point you got to face on a personal level. Yes. Do I fucking believe on faith, on just like, because it's been told to me since I was a kid or been told to me since my conversion or whatever, probably since I was a kid because who converts as an adult? Mm-hmm. Um, be, well, really broken people. Yeah. Uh, and that's a whole other thing. But yeah. do I really believe on a personal, can I look somebody in the eye on a personal level Cause it's not God. Put the theology and what I've been told aside, yeah. and just go like, up oh, soul. Oh, I see. I see like soul. Whatever. I see like a human being just like me. I see an inner world in there, mm-hmm. just like I have an inner world, yeah. and I'm consigning that world to a- a- eternal torment. You're because right. it's I'm consigning it. God it has, is I'm consigning God it. God has nothing to do Fuck with your that. theology. Yeah. You have to decide. Yep. I have to decide if you're going to hell yeah. in my framework, yes. in my world. Yes. Nobody else is deciding that, man. Pastor's not deciding. God is not deciding. I'm deciding whether you're going to hell. Yeah. For me to believe that. Yeah. So at some point I had to face reality and look at just, and it, be, it turned into this whole thing. And for me it was like it happened at the same time as my marriage was falling apart and divorce and all that. And mm-hmm. I, I came up with, I came up with just it's whatever in my own searching in my brain I I I realized that what I am or want to be or whatever is essentialist Mm. meaning I can't keep banking on all of all this myriad of things that I believe or think that have no correlation to my senses to okay. what I to what my brain takes in okay. via my sense yeah. my senses, like most of my world was built on suppositions, mm-hmm. 
that not only never were, but never could be experienced by my senses. Yeah. And so I just came to this point where I'm like, I don't believe anything mm-hmm. that I can't experience with my senses. I don't know if I need to preach that gospel now. Yeah. Or if I still would, but that was my exodus from the church was was a hard it was it was very much like over the course of a couple of months I did a complete one, 180 and I was completely wow. done. I also, you know, like I said, I was getting split up with my wife yeah. at the time and then we got divorced and I'm pretty sure I got excommunicated from the church. You didn't stick because they do out, that. Right? Like I, I didn't stick around to find out. Yeah, but I'd seen it done where mm-hmm. you know the church takes a vote. Yeah, like this person is sinning and not repenting. So yeah, you know, Matthew eighteen is that Matthew eighteen? I think it's Matthew yeah. eighteen. I, I, Talks about that shit, but uh, we didn't uh, take a vote. It was just the congregation was told. I guess it was, oh, I guess it would have been the board. Wow. See, um, see, my the, my inner like yeah. biblicist is reacting to that. <laughs> I'm like, that's not biblical. <laughs> Time is now up to putting on airs. There's never enough. The shelter escapes, but you will find refuge if you are aware. We, I think we mentioned Derek earlier on this. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was yeah. before we started talking. But anyway, yeah. Derek Webb. Um, yeah, he's so good, man. Like, mm. it's And it's funny. I didn't... Um, so I would say... I would consider... I would say Derek and I are friends now. And I haven't listened to his music in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't. And he put out a number of albums, I think, over the last few years. But he was like... Back when we met my favorite songwriter everything i still love those songs totally um they're great and and it's it's interesting now like i guess he's he's an example of one relationship where i'm coming back around to um you know people from from that phase of my life and and whatever but um my ex-wife after a number of years, and we didn't talk, um, we met up, and I kind of made amends to her. And um, I do I want to tell this story on the podcast? Yeah, why not? Um, in fact, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other this story the other day, and I was like, ah, I need to tell Derek that story, um, and I still haven't. But uh, we met for coffee. And we had a really good, and this is after years of not seeing each other, we had a really good conversation. I made amends to her. Um, It just, we left like in a really sort of soft space and it was great. And, um, but before leaving, she was like, I don't know if this is corny or whatever to give this to you, but I got this for you. Um, Maybe you'll hate, maybe you don't like it this person now or whatever but I whatever I got it for you anyway because I felt like it was special and she hands me it was at the time Derek Webb's latest album um, which was called I Was Wrong I'm Sorry Mm. and I Love You yeah and uh, wow um, and I immediately you know I 
appreciated the gesture and we got in our cars and we were going in the same direction. So I was right behind her driving and I put it in and I'm listening to it and I'm in the middle of the first song, which is I was wrong. I'm sorry. And I love you. (laughs) And, um, I'm just destroyed. Just breaking down dry. I can barely see to drive and she's right in front of me. And, uh, and I just texted her like right then I was wrong. I'm sorry. And I love you. And she immediately texted back. I was wrong. I'm sorry. And I love you. And I def I really didn't expect that because I feel like I was, I, I was the person who was in the wrong in that situation. But, uh, um, I think since all of that went down and since my apostasy and all of that, that was maybe one of the most healing moments I've ever had. I guess I just bring it up because the the Derek Webb thing. Yeah, um, that's fantastic. But Derek was actually he he gave <sighs> us a song for a, 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 a album I produced this year, this yeah. past year of protest songs, and so it was kind of through that we started we hung started hanging out and and um, and so I was talking to him this summer before he released this latest one. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of knew I was like, ah, I can't wait to hear this album because like, I knew that he was gonna uh, drop some major bombs, yes. but like in, in, in typical Derek Webb fashion, it's not super obvious. Like David Bazan's record, Curse Your Branches came out the time that, at the same time that I was leaving the church and he's just hits you in the face with like hard, explicit truths about this fucked up theology. Mm. Derek is a lot more subtle about it with this, with this, with this album. But like, I don't know. What was your impression? I feel like he came out in a way, uh, regarding where he feels like he fits within, um, uh, within or without that old Christian rubric. Yeah. Uh, well, and it feels and like again, without. I, I haven't. Yeah, but it, without, it is with, it's, definitely it, without. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I got, it is without. I've gotten that much. That that much seems to be very apparent. I haven't listened to the whole thing. I will say I felt like an idiot. I um. Oh, what's it called? There's a song on there that is um. Yeah, maybe I should pull it up. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a worship song. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm listening to it and I'm tearing up mm-hmm. uh, and feeling all the feels and uh before i finish the song like I, I hit pause and i you know go to my my texting app and i text the pastor at the church where i still do music mm-hmm. and i'm like this song listen to this we're gonna do this sunday like like we're gonna sing this absolutely and it and then i go back to the song and it, yeah typical Derek webb fashion he's pulled the rug out from under us and it's alcohol he's singing to alcohol um I'm trying to find the name of it right now. And of course he saves that for the very end of the song. So I felt like, it Oh my it. God. It's that, that song destroyed the spirit, me. I have the a spirit bears the curse. Yeah. Yeah. And when he, when he finally, it destroyed me even more. Hits when that I, moment. When I get to that moment. Oh um, yeah. No, but I felt like an idiot. I was like, what? I was, it actually made me really uncomfortable up until that moment. Mm, I was like, why is he singing this? Yeah. Like, I know we've talked about this yeah. stuff. Why is he singing a, worship song yeah. essentially yeah it, it felt uncomfortable yeah. and then and then he breaks <laughs> out into praise of 
alcohol. Yeah. And it just, it, it was like this relief in, in one way, mm-hmm. but also like it broke my heart completely because mm-hmm. um, that's what I did when I left the church and it didn't, it didn't do well for me. Like right. I, I definitely just went straight into um, lots of heavy drinking yeah. for a few years after that, and it. Um, but then at the same time, it did help me, like because it was part for me. It was part of that like turning the hard switch, you know. And like, yeah, I, I'm a pendulum swinger, you know. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> People say I need more time alone I need a brand new life to call my own On slow days I'm restless And on busy days I'm fine But I just can't get your loving off my mind I feel like I'm in a, like accelerated phase of deconstruction right now like I, I just have, I felt this way for years mm-hmm. uh, I just never I just pumped the brakes on it all I just kind of went on autopilot and now I'm I'm, hmm. I, I'm just m- much more actively in the process but I'm not yet to any point where I can say like what it is for me so I don't know do you is there anything <laughs> that it is uh, for you <laughs> and, and I, if, if not then that's um, totally fine too but what is it it's just because I'm curious. Let me think about this for just a second. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, I mean, I've, I certainly feel like I've sort of come around to something, like some approximation of living whole, mm. um, which I, I think is part of, what you're asking. Yeah, it is. To live in a, you know, whole way. You got to have some sort of like understanding of, of what your world is. Even if that understanding is, Oh, I don't get any of it. (laughs) Like I don't, all I have is this little, this one little point a view to yeah. see we're all within this one thing and occasionally well on this planet a lot and probably too much the universe like pokes out and it grows two eyes and it looks back down at itself mm. Mm. and that's all I have yeah. is that one this one point wherever these two eyes, you know, come together and focus, like, that's, that's all I have is this one point from which to understand or see anything. And I have to first, before anything, acknowledge that I don't know shit and that's okay. Yeah. Because I'm just one point in the universe looking back at itself Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, someday I'm going to, be reabsorbed into the universe. Yeah. And that point of perspective is no longer going to exist. Yeah. It's, which is not to say I won't exist. I don't know. Right. I remember what it feels like to truly believe in Jesus. So this perspective, this point that I'm talking about, 
once had that perspective, yeah. you know, like I just wish that maybe I would have been taught back then to appreciate that that's my point in the universe and that there are other points. It took me so fucking long to like get that thing that I said earlier about there's an, there's an inner world here when you're looking at another person, like, Oh shit, this whole inner world that I have, they have all of that. Yes. And it's totally different. Yep. It's totally the same, but it's also totally different because you're at a different point in the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that's all that really needs to be said yeah. to anybody. Yeah. I have this thing in my head, this idea. I with see this, it because the, the points. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it with my... You're doing the you points. think of the hands. universe as a ball, yeah. every time a person is born, like... Yeah. Eyes I'm, I'm holding a finger it. up now. Like, a, you know, an eye pops up to look back at the universe. Yeah. Like, it's like that. It's... So we're all the same yeah. in that sense, but we're all different and that we're at a different place well, and within in that in that context when you talk about it like that i mean connection actually means something to me yeah you know? <laughs> um, well you're just furthering the connection is already there yeah right because you all we all popped out of that same ball mm-hmm. right yeah so we're all connected underneath i would be yeah but I, I i think i would be happy at this point if that's if, if i never get further than that like just being able to sit with another human being <laughs> in a place and, yeah. and acknowledge, acknowledge that connection. What you just said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then that, I think Oof. that would be enough. I think that'd be enough for me. Yeah. Well, and if we all did acknowledge that connection, we would have no, I mean, that would be the end of war and everything would be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wealth would be evenly distributed. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so darling, won't you do me the honor of burning the lucky one? Darling, would you spare me a favor and burn the lucky one? When are you moving to Mexico? <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm moving to Mexico in a <laughs> couple of weeks. What is this? The fourth? Uh yeah, two or three weeks. That's amazing. You know, things never go as you plan them. So this the <laughs> last couple of months have just been really different and um and led to a really unexpected turn of events, which is um moving to Mexico and I'm gonna have a little studio. recording studio down there and do some. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna I, work hard, but I'm gonna do so in paradise. Yeah, I can't um, wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear what comes out of that studio. Yeah, me too. I, um, I the best uh, part about going to this summer, I went to Over the Rhine's uh, festival. Oh yeah, on their property. Me too. Um, yeah, I know you did because I, I showed up and your name's on the uh, on the schedule, and I'm like, "What the heck?" <laughs> Literally, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, because I we had, I hadn't seen you in a decade, and it was so, so weird. awesome because I do remember you performing in that coffee shop. Uh, yeah. What was it, Java Josie? Same. You Hot Java. It? Hot Java. Yeah. And um, 
and to see and to have that memory and then see it juxtaposed with what you did on that stage, which was <laughs> intense and awesome and beautiful. And like half the crowd, oh. I don't like, didn't they, they, I don't think a lot of them were like able to go there with you, uh-huh. but half, I, I, half I of them could. With, I, I did go there, didn't I? Yeah. I kind of forgot partway was... into it. Um, cause I've been on the road at that point for two months yeah. and had all kinds of experiences, including getting quite literally chased out of, um, Oh, I read about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming, right? Um, that was scary, but shit. I, kind of just been doing my show and saying what I say exactly as I want to wherever. Um, and so I went to that, that festival and it's, I mean, I would say what 90% of the people there probably would claim to be Christians. Probably. I would say so. A lot, quite a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, there's a connection there to that world a little bit, but and it's um, in that part of the country. But so. it's like, those are the Christians that I want to be around. Sure. Me too. You, you know what I mean? Me too. It just, yeah. I, I went to this festival <laughs> in Ohio by myself because I couldn't get anybody else to go. But yeah, I wanted to be around those people. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess if you're listening to this, go to a Nowhere Else Fest next year. Yeah. At Over the Rhine Throws in Ohio. Yeah. It's well worth it. I had a really great time there. I'll be back. And uh, holy shit, we got to reconnect which also ultimately led to this yeah and i mean i remember when we met like we were we didn't hang out a lot but we were friends right away it was like okay this guy but you do have to plug that album uh or i'll plug it for you it was amazing okay thanks and first of all um i did not steal your title Mm. um we called our album late bloomers oh that's that's right that's right i'm sorry about that. so funny no that's funny that it uh (laughs) i mean we must be on some kind of Cosmic, uh, cosmic yeah. simil- similar, similar, the universe similar like, pathway, yeah. uh, parallel pathways or something. Yeah, right. Um, what with all of this stuff that we've talked about, really. But it's great. My favorite song is Many Pearl. It's Love actually, it. I, w- I think it's my favorite song, too. I think it's the most well-written song that I, that I did. And as long as I keep singing, there's a purpose and a meaning to this life. I've been living oh so wrong. So just drive me around the whole damn night We can sing a gospel song or two Come on girls, get it right Another drink, another fight Another God to bow down to Dude all right, well, I th- we did it. I think we got enough. We did it. Hour Do you have a tagline at the end or something? No. No? I, what, like, keep it crispy? No, I don't. No! <laughs> I, do, I do not. Uh, keep it crispy. No. I hey, just... Pete. Oh, Pete motherfucking Holmes. You're going to listen to this shit, Pete. One day. One, like, we're going to get this in your hands. If only so that the next time I'm in... Where do you live, Pete? He's in L.A. L.A.? Right? Yeah. The next time I'm in L.A., which is tonight... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shake your fucking hand, dude. dude. Okay, get on his show. Um, oh, I don't. Whatever, he can have me on his show if he wants. Yeah, I just want to shake that motherfucker's hand. Well, that that'd be nice too. And talk about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's Matt Heck, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Seriously, Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, cool. All right, that's a thing. Thanks for listening to Heathen. I'll be back next week with a new guest. In the meantime, 
take a minute to go follow Heathen on Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. The handle is at Heathen Podcast. And you can also visit the website at heathenpodcast.com to learn more about this project. Send your comments or questions, and maybe we'll talk about them on an upcoming episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, I would love and appreciate your five-star review on iTunes. It makes a huge difference for a new podcast. I'm Matthew Blake. Here's to the heathens. Ha <laughs> ha.